Welcome to Chicanery. I'm Edmond Gidry, as always, with my F1 Sherpa, the sheriff of the internet, Andrew Zeke Gutu. Today, Zeke and I are going to talk about the racing being as dirty as the human rights violations in Saudi Arabia, the championship on a razor's edge, Max and Lewis tied, uh, I believe, at 369.5 each. Uh, Danny finally in the points nice. again after some bad weeks. Toto reminding us of our favorite college football coaches, <laughs> slamming down headsets. <laughs> And all of the madness that took place in one of the craziest tracks I've ever seen. I'm sure one of the craziest you've ever seen. Zeke, give me your thoughts on the weekend first. No, I was muted. Ha ha. Uh, well, uh, you know what? It was uh, it was a it fantastic perf- it was a fantastic performance from uh, from Lewis this week. Uh, next level, seven time world champion type performance. And you're starting to see uh, the pressure get to Max a little bit. You know, he's had a tough weekend, and uh, obviously the result shows that. Yeah, I mean, uh, from the qualifying, you know, like when he spun out, I I think what what it was he, he had he had some uh, understeer that ha- or oversteer that happened in uh, one of the yeah. corners, and then he smashed into the side, and and uh, Joe went crazy and slamming down yeah. his hands. It was the weekend of of broken technological equipment inside the paddock. Uh, I mean, yeah. if anything, it wasn't even oversteer; it was a mistake by Max. He was flying that lap. He was in, he, that was his he, third he, sector. He's two purples he, before that. He was in exactly. Sector, yeah. He was about he was about three tenths up at that point, and. Uh, he was just on the limit, man, and he pushed it too hard. He would have been fine if he took it a little easy through that last turn, and he would have been on pole position. But, you know, he got a little too greedy. We saw mm-hmm. what happened. He hit the wall, and it kind of fucked his entire weekend after that. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of messed with his confidence, too. Even though <laughs> even though Lewis said something like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> what yeah. was it? I don't know. I don't remember what lap it was, but it was it was when when – when Max kind of smushed him with Ocon at some point, yeah. there was like a, I think maybe it was like thir- lap 37 or 38. And, and he was just like, this guy's crazy. He'll do and anything. He fucking, and he it's fucking like, is. Yeah, shit. He, he fucking is. I mean, I saw a good meme where uh, they were comparing Max to Anakin uh, in star Wars <laughs> when he turns bad and starts killing younglings and the face. I mean, everybody looked like shit after they got out of the car here, mm-hmm. but you know, it was like 120 degrees, but still nonetheless, I mean, Max, Max doesn't hold back, man. He's dangerous. I mean, I'll admit yeah. it. And I'm a huge Max fan. And he, you know, he he went crazy, you know, uh the entire weekend. He was pushing it to the limit. He wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna give up positions. You know, you can see it in him. It's almost scary sometimes, especially at a track like this. But uh he was really pushing it and he was dangerous. And you know, even though I am a Max fan and this weekend has uh given so much fodder to the uh the lewis stands and the max stands yeah. but uh you know the lewis stands are right in this case you know i wanted max to win this i wanted to see me too. him go up but i mean you you can't really complain with with two of the best drivers who are head and shoulders above everybody else going into the last race of the season you know tied for the championship lead you know and max yeah. with the uh the tiebreaker there is a part of me that feels that max at least personally understands that the car is not where it needs to be to actually mm-hmm. beat Lewis, like mm-hmm. just by burning past him now. And that's why I think he's getting so aggressive because he just, I mean, this is just total supposition. I'm just speculating, yeah. but it just seems like, you know, there was at some point during the race that he was like, we lost power guys, like yeah. powers down. Like, you know, I, he was ba- just kind batteries of like, recharging, mate. Yeah. It's just topping up. It's just topping up. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like there was that he's losing faith. Like at the very yeah. point that Mercedes is having, 
they're like peaking with their engine yeah. right now. Yeah, they, they brought back the Brazilian engine for this one, right? Yeah, ex- I mean the the you know they their strategy you know to kind of let Max take over and dominate for you know three four races or have the better car for that matter, and then to put a rocket engine into uh, into mm-hmm. Lewis's car for the last three races has really paid off. So I mean you know but. Mercedes has this, uh, you know, this strategy nailed for the past seven years, you know, and and uh, Nico Rosberg has always been saying it. He's like, Lewis is going to beat you mentally every single time. You know, that's why yeah. Nico basically retired from the sport after beating him, because he knew how fucking difficult it is and how much you have to sacrifice personally. You know, his family, his kids, uh, you know, he, he basically abandoned them to focus 110 percent on F1. And I mean, it, it, you know, it hurt him, you know, personally. So yeah. you can see what the toll is to, to battle against Lewis, you know, who's he really, else. he's got nothing to lose, man. He's got Angela and Roscoe, you know, yeah, so that's he's, it. that's he's, literally his family and just, you know, supermodels on the down low. So, you yeah. know, he's, he's, uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is it. Nico has warned us, you know, for the past couple of weeks that, you know, Max is, if Max doesn't start, you know, pulling away a little bit that, it, that Lewis will claw back and he could just win this whole thing, you know? Yeah, and I think that some of the, you know the way that the stewards were had to get involved in the race, even though I think that like one of them seemed like pretty a pretty clear violation by Max when he went outside of the track limits, and mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember if I was lap seven or something like that. But yeah, it was early. Yeah, it was pretty early in the race. But like I think that like when you know when Max got that lucky break when the when Mick Schumacher hit the wall and then the yellow flags came out. And Lewis just pitted immediately. And then Max was like staying out there. The Red Bulls like stay out there. And then the red flag came down. Like Lewis, yeah. I think that that just like flipped a switch in Lewis's mind. He was I just thought like, that I, I thought that was done. yeah. I thought that was Mercedes one strategic mistake of the mm-hmm. race. If I was Mercedes, I would have stayed out. I mean, the second that I saw Mick hit, I was like, that's a yeah, red flag. The wall is completely that's, damaged yeah. for like two levels of the exactly. Of the, whatever that they're they're not going to be able to get any people on that track safely there. They needed, you know, like a grade all or some other type of equipment to get in there to like, you know, pick up those tech barriers. But I knew I was like, that's a mistake. And of course, Max stayed out because at that point you want to do the opposite of the leader, you know, Mm -hmm. to gain track position because Mm -hmm. track position was so important there because passing was just so difficult. So Red Bull made the right choice. Then, you know, uh, Mercedes pitted Valtteri, and Red Bull pitted Checo and just left Max out there, which ended up being, you know, a great strategy move because then Max ended up gaining uh, the first P1 and then being able to switch his tires on the, the red flag, which kind of led Lewis to, oh, there's a conspiracy against me, mate. Yep. Angela, get me Scooter. Get me Scooter. You know, and you could see that that Lewis was implying that the FIA was, you know, there was there was some uh, some ill will or something going on behind the scenes that was. Uh, purposefully, you know, against him, which was bullshit. It was a bad, it was a bad call by Mercedes to pick Yeah, but that he early. feeds off of it. But my point yeah, is he that loves basically that it's like, it's, yeah. he Still likes when that happens because it's like he, it's like confirming his suspicions and then he gets angry and he just like drives like a, a maniac. Yeah. And then Angela's there. You're right. You know, I, like, they're I, trying I to think fuck She you, never has told them he was wrong one time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean it, it really, you could see, I was, I was a little annoyed that he, like, I, I thought that was a perfectly good call by the FIA. They tried to do it with the safety car. Didn't work. They saw it and assessed the damage. And that's what happened. You know, like they, 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 they waved the, uh, the red flag, which I thought mm-hmm. was, I thought that was going to happen, but they actually let like two, three laps, four laps happen under the safety car before they red flagged it. So that's kind of what pissed Lewis off as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, 
this what's funny about the 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 Grand Prix itself is that if you watched, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch the F two feature race, but like I did not. I there were so <laughs> there were I so saw many the crash fucking red flags yeah. in that mm-hmm. thing. Like they ended up only making it like a six lap race because there were so many crashes that happened. Yeah, and one of them was really bad. Um, with uh, Fittipaldi, Fittipaldi and uh, yeah. and Porsche. Yeah, uh, really dangerous situation where Porsche had stalled out. Like yeah, and the like he was in his grid spot, and the people that were right behind him saw, and it was just like one of those nightmare you know there's nothing you can do you're just trapped until all the cars pass by and yeah uh, and fitty Baldi just rammed them and it seems like they're both okay i think they went to the hospital but i yeah. i would say that the that the grand prix couldn't have could have been worse <laughs> i mean like yeah we no, had some, i think some white yeah. maybe that's a testament to the skill of the people that are in f1 yes. but like it was it could have been way worse f, it f, was the gnarly f2 race was disastrous it was it was extremely gnarly. I mean, this track is a death trap in my in my opinion, and yeah. I think we were lucky to have come out of the weekend as unscathed as we were, even though there were several you know crashes. Even Mazepin's looked really bad, uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like you know, Checo's crash could have been even worse. Uh, Mix could have been even worse. There, you know, Yuki had a bad one. I mean, like yeah, you, but the you best see thing, all these. The best thing about Mazepin's crash in this, in my estimation, is that like. He crashed by himself, like because I was really worried that he was gonna fuck somebody up, being lapped I, I, or something, just because it's so tight in there and everybody's going well, he so was, fast. He he came into the into George's rear pretty hard. Yeah, that's right. And I I was like, he should. I mean, yeah, I don't Did he think make he contact? had anywhere. I don't remember. Oh that. yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, he got he 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 got he got launched in the air a little bit. Oh okay. Um, I think that where he should have hit the brakes a little sooner. But really, like you know, like like one of I think it was Brundle who said it. he's like these guys' heads are so low in these cockpits they're not they don't see this isn't you know this is not a Sunday driver mm-hmm. it's not for like you know navigating tight turns and corners you know in a parking lot you're going fucking 300 kph so yeah you're in that low position so it's really tough to tell but Mazepin hit him pretty hard I mean it's like I said it's just like even him I'm happy everybody came out you know as well as they did it's unfortunate to see the what is it five six retirements. During the race, you know, yeah, like it was, I thought at least four. So there's yeah, there's four to Mazepin, start. Mick, yeah. uh, Checo. Yep. Who else? Um, Mazepin, Mick, Checo, uh, Vettel. Did, uh, Yuki. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Yuki. Yuki came back. Changed oh, he came back. Wing. So then, but Yuki retired Vettel because yeah. he, he hit him. Yeah. yeah. Vettel retired. Well, Vettel also had that in- incident with Kimi, which was fucking crazy. Yeah. That, that was nice. that was stupid as well, and that put all that debris on the track. The other thing is like, you know, a track has to be able, like if there is debris on the track, it's got to be able to safely allow uh, stewards, you know, to run onto the track yeah. and pull it off. You couldn't even see around any corners. So, you know, it's like these stewards and these marshals are basically relying on, uh, you know, hearsay from somebody to say, oh, yeah. the track is clear for a good 10 seconds. You can go over there and run. Yeah, there was know, one point where they had a green flag and then like they like cut to one turn and it was like there was this massive piece of carbon yeah. fiber in the middle of the track like it was on the, the driving place. line but it was close yeah alonzo even came over there he's like we're going 300 kph there's debris all over the track we red flagged it for less earlier you know it's like yeah it's, it was seriously it was like it's such a dangerously designed course i mean yeah it's exciting and and look at how fast they're going and it's so tight you know around these turns you know it's like even tighter than monaco it's like and the speeds are almost at monza level yeah, so well, it's so I don't know if you saw this, but speaking of that, I, I wanted to get to this before we moved on from Brundle because you were t- bringing up Brundle's uh, commentary on 
on the drivers. But um, so Damon Hill and and Martin Brundle each got in the like Williams mm-hmm. car from I don't remember what year it was from. It was probably like late seventies, early yeah. early eighties, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, they did a little route around the track. I know from a friend and listener of the pod. Um, there was a particular sponsor that was apparently removed from the Williams car, and that was Bin Laden. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. <laughs> you saw that? It was like, yeah. oh, wait, where's this sponsor? Well, he must have just removed that one somehow from the uh, from the car while we were storing it in our little museum. But neither here nor there. I was thought it was hilarious. You're talking about like, Reagan's buddy? Yeah, Reagan's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the ne'er-do-well son who went to the mountains of Tora Bora. Yeah, the um, ne'er-do-well one of 35 sons. That's right. <laughs> like, uh, one like, of them is a Trump supporter. Uh, his oh, man. niece or something. She's she's a real batshit crazy bitch. Thank um, you. Thank you very much for supporting me. I love the Bin Laden family. They, not always not been great them, to me. Just one. Just they gave me the tallest building in, in Man- Yeah. <laughs> they gave me the tallest building in Manhattan, folks. I mean, so so Brundle and, and Damon Hill were out there. And I could tell you, like, kind of seemed like both of them were a little bit scared. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't blame them. They were in their old cars. You know, there was the, yeah. uh, it was not paddle shifting. It was, you know. It was the old steering wheel and the uh, with a clutch and a fucking yeah, gear shifter. Right. I mean, it's so ridiculous. they were going su- super yeah. fast, but like Brundle was was like, "Holy yeah. shit, this this track is fast as fuck," you know? Absolutely. I mean, the drivers look scared. I even like yeah. when George's interview, George Russell, you could see like he's like, "Uh, yeah, it's a little, like turn twenty two is a little sketchy," you know? It's like these guys were on edge the the entire race. They they looked. When they red flagged it after 10 laps and these guys got out of the cars, they looked like they raced like, you know, yeah. Le Mans 24 <laughs> hours. You know, they, they looked did. like they look like Le Mans. They're like fucking they're like seriously looked like, you know, they had already lost about 15 pounds of water weight. You know, I mean, Max, I mean, we saw that we saw them out of the car three times, basically, during the race. So like Max just looked worn. Lewis, I mean, you saw him at the end of the race. He needed a moment, you know, behind the screen with Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was toweling him off and, you know, putting the the cold compress on. His it looked back like he was neck. meditating for a bit. I think I I think I mean I think Lewis is just a little older, so this shit takes more out of him mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. than the younger drivers. But because he puts so much effort into it, like he's, yeah, he I feel like he's literally home. exhausted. I mean, you saw him. I, I forget which race it was, but where he almost collapsed on the podium. You know, like he, he, you know, and then he brought up his long COVID symptoms and all that, and how he still has issues with that. But I mean, it's just it's it. Let's take it that 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 race is tough, even at night. You know, it's still like over a hundred and some degrees uh you know track track temp so yeah. i mean it's just it's ridiculous I mean, man i mean fuck fuck this track basically this track is a fucking joke and i mean you know and you know fittingly it's it's shaped like a bone saw you know it's like if you have yeah. the overhead circuit view it looks like mbs was like no no no, no. make it look like a saw Ugh. no no please you know it's it's fucking just the, the fucking when i saw the initial design i was like god this thing is gonna be a fucking nightmare and then of course you know in practice it was mm-hmm yeah, I mean the F two race was almost was like a lounge. It was like one of those airport lounges. They like were, mm-hmm. they were not in the cars very often. <laughs> it was yeah. like red flag. Then they like get out, sit around for a while, like get back in. Then another red flag, and it kind of. I mean, it was like that for a little bit during the Grand Prix, but but thank thankfully better. One thing that I thought was just way crazy, and maybe this is my new fandom of F one, but I wanted to talk to you about it. But like at some point, whenever whenever Max. Um, went outside the track limits to pass Lewis. Uh, Ocon was involved, and I think w- when they came out of that turn, it was like Max Ocon, uh, then yeah. then Lewis. 
And yeah. there was this this weird scene where like Michael Massey gets on the radio and he's like making offers to people like, let's make a deal. So tell me about what you thought. I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought they just handed down rulings. And it's he's like, not a what do you think thing. about this as a first <laughs> yeah. offer? Yeah, it's not a fucking thing. That never really happens. But it was like, the you know, the FIA, let's make a deal, you know, where like mm -hmm. Jonathan calls and he's like, OK, Michael, we're prepared to offer you two cases of Red Bull, a hat. A jacket and Yuki Sonoda for the weekend. Is it? Does, does that sound fair? Does that say, Yep, Jonathan, I will uh, take that on advisement and consideration, and I'll get back to you in one minute. Yes, one minute. Yeah. And, and I, I was just clear, like, I was Yuki, like, what? Right? The... Yeah, uh, and Yuki, I'll take Pierre. You know, is like, it was fucking ridiculous. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then Brundle is is like. I've never seen anything like this. He's like, this is okay. I thought I, mean, I was crazy. All right. I yeah, didn't even hear he, that commentary. He's like, so. he's like, it's like, it's like the first time we've ever raced. The rules are just basically changing as we go. And that was the whole problem with the entire race. The, the rules were changing as things went. Are we going to go to a rolling start? Are we going to go to a standing start? Should this be a proper safety car? Is this a virtual safety car? I think the FIA lost grasp and control of this race and it, and it reflected poorly on them. I mean, even with the incident, we'll call it, between yeah. Lewis and Max. I mean, it was so sketchy, so shady. You know, the FIA went over the radios. Max got the message first. Lewis didn't get the message in time. Max pulled a little shady, cheeky shit to try to, you know, stay in position. It seemed like the data made it pretty clear that he was... Yeah, he uh... break-checked him. He did, <laughs> yeah, he he did break-check him. But I also, like, I understand where Max is coming with that. He's like, I'm not going to make it as easy as possible when I give up the guy. You know, I'm not... If I, if I break too hard and this guy passes me, he has all the momentum, he's going to continue, like... You know, that thing's a rocket ship on the mm -hmm. straights. So I yeah. understand what he was doing. He didn't really give him enough space to the left, but he did. I mean, Lewis wasn't aware. It was so confusing. And it was like things weren't happening in real time as they should have been. You know, yeah. it, was, it was so. Massey the, the fought back against that. Um, who was it in the, who was the. It was, uh, it was the, the strategy for Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Was he, it was James, I think. Or... It might have been James. No, it wasn't was, James. Like, it was. It um... wasn't. Hang on. I, have, I don't know, but I, he was like, he's like, I yeah. can't immediately tell him, you know, you oh, you just told me. And I was like, yeah, well, it was Ron, Red Bull, Ron. Yeah, but I was but I was like, Red Bull did. You know, I'm like, Red Bull told Max to let him buy. You know, yeah. how the hell did that message? It was just like, a, there was just a breakdown in communication on all parts, including the FIA, who really fucking shit the bed, and, you know, this this entire race. It was it was almost embarrassing. I mean, like, you know, with, you know that going, I think was the one thing that wasn't their fault. I think that Mercedes should have should have been able to. Notify I thought, him I thought so too. In real time, I was sitting there. I was like, "Well, it's not it's not fucking Max's fault that you guys didn't get the message to Lewis quick enough." You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, yeah. And then La Max gets hit, and I understood. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna fucking hit the gas and pull away." You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Right," but which was which was insane because it broke Lewis's front wing, and the dude was still fucking setting fast. Okay, this laps. is, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the questions I wanted to ask was this: Is it that? Because when you look at, like, I'm reading Adrian Newey's book right now that you recommended to me, um, How to Build a Car. Mm -hmm. And when you hear how Newey describes the aerodynamics behind these cars and, like, all the work they do in the wind tunnel and all this stuff, you, you know, you think of it as, like, this is, like, an exact science that can't be fucked with. Yeah. And then what's so strange to me is, like, Lewis has this, like, fucking anomaly on the right-hand side of his front wing. And yet he's, like turning out faster lap times than he was before and it made me think like 
is it really the is it the biggest factor really just like the the fuel has lessened to such a degree and the tires mm-hmm. are warmed up enough that he can just start cutting it up rather than that the aerodynamics are so important at this point I think that kind of calls back. Yes, absolutely. I think less fuel because that happened later in the race is like weight is the biggest enemy. Yeah, right. You know, no matter what. But I think uh, it just shows how how fucking on Lewis is in his zone right now. He is like yeah. driving next level, and despite all the chicanery from the <laughs> FIA all Thank race, you. yeah, he. It, I think it took away from the fact that like Lewis is just he's he's literally like he's one A. And, and and max is at 2b right now you mm-hmm. know it's like it's it's so bad but yeah like you could see what the difference is between the merc and the red bull were this race like visibly you could see it's like okay anytime there's a long straight lewis is going to make up like six six seven tenths and then when we go through the fast x s sections and the high speed corners max will start you know pulling away and when max's mediums were still you know going off at that point he you know it would like it was like close the gap open the gap close the gap open the gap and it was always in the same exact places and it really shows you the design philosophies between mercedes and um and red bull yeah. so like i think like then all of a sudden you know we have the 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 incident and like lewis loses a part of his uh, end plate on his front wing and he just starts churning out these fastest laps uh max's tires die and it just he just started pulling away and pulling away and i was like jesus christ this dude i mean he's he i think he's destined to win the championship in the form that he's in right now yeah he seems possessed like yeah. literally like he's like i'm not giving this up it's in my it's in my grasp i cannot yeah. give this up and this is it this is the record this is the eighth championship and he i you know he doesn't want to lose the, some young punk like max and max right now for as solid as he is and like you know he is he's a weather driver, you know, even though he's so young, he usually can handle this kind of shit. I think he yeah. right now he's in unknown territory. And Lewis is like, I've fucking been here before. I was here with Felipe Massa. Mm-hmm. I beat him on the last race. You know, this is Senna Prost kind of historically mm-hmm. speaking. So this is this is this is gonna be huge this next race. And we'll see what happens. I mean, Red Bull did dominate uh at Abu Dhabi last year, but it was also a uh, a post COVID Lewis. And uh, the championship had already been sewn up at that yeah. point. So, and they changed it, they changed a bunch of sections in um, in Abu Dhabi. So we'll see what happens at Yas Marina. So I mean, I think uh, yeah, I, I think, think right they just now, recently retested it. Like, there were some people out there mm-hmm. testing it out. Like about they a couple changed months a ago, couple. Yeah, there, there's some uh, there's some uh, slow speed corners that they changed. I think they widened them up a little bit. I think there's some overtaking opportunities there now. But I mean. Who knows? I, I just know like Lewis is fucking, you know, we've said it for the past two or three episodes that he's a man possessed. And like, I, I can see when Nico has been warning us the entire time. He's like, yeah. listen, Max, this is, this is not going to be fucking easy. Lewis is insane. He's got nothing else to live for besides winning the championship, you know? Yeah, for sure. And for any listeners out there, by the way, I would say like, I would highly recommend uh, Nico Rosberg's channel on YouTube where he has like his podcast and he does the, um, the uh, how to master X track, you know, whatever track is coming up, he does like a, a sim race, a hot it's lap, yeah, cool. yeah, hot lap on it, and, and then he mm-hmm. then he does a slow lap where he like kind of takes you through all the turns. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a great uh, entertainer. I wish this, that Sky had him on more. He's like yeah. a member of the team. I don't know why they don't. I don't know if they it's haven't a him had decision Buxton or a them yet. decision. They haven't had Buxton on a lot lately. Karun, where the hell did fucking Karun go? Yeah, I, it, I, they like switch up the the crews sometimes. Paul DeResta, I could do without. I could care yeah, less. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. I mean, I love Brundle. 
Crofty is is you know he's cheeky and he's you know he's always trying to throw. Oh, a I need him. There. Yeah, but I'm, he's yeah exactly. Natalie he's like the Pinkham wholesome... is amazing. I, yeah, I mean, he, I would be fine with Natalie Pinkham. Like Crofty's you know. like the the dad joke guy, and right, you know exactly. He kind of lightens up the you know the light and lofty is basically his uh, his mo, which is I mean I, you need that you know, but I I think Nico is probably my favorite analyst, and Me he'll too. go toe to toe with anybody. So anybody says like no, you know he's color any he's color analyst anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's like he could be in there. I think he in there with and Crofty he's a fucking world great. champion, right? Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> who beat Lewis bigger. in yes. the same car? I know <laughs> it's that's that's really a stunning achievement. Yeah, and when you look at what Lewis is doing now at thirty six. That's like, fucking crazy. You know, going up against him when he's got faster reflexes. So I wanted to get into some other race notes, some, just some interesting things that came up. One was, and I, and I just kind of was like putting myself in Carlos Sainz's shoes for a second. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty cool when he passed uh, Alonzo and it was like, you know, just passing his childhood hero. Like, mm-hmm. He like, I think one time he had he'd overtaken him and then, and then Alonzo had retaken the position and then he passed him again. And then he kept, he held him off for, for the rest of the race, I'm pretty sure. Alonzo uh, had issues all race, man. Yeah, he had, he had, something was wrong with that car, you know, and uh, he, he, he was struggling all race and he's, you know, he's had good form lately at a podium last race. So that was a little odd to me, but it's funny if you go me back. Too. Ocon be- finished fourth. I mean, he almost, he almost got on the podium. He got yeah. beat at the last Ugh, second by that Valtteri. Was that was fucking crushing shit. He was like about to cry finish. afterwards. Yeah. And, oh man. He was about to cry. Lando actually cried after the race. He did. Uh, oh, because of what ha- he got fucked. He I, got I, I want to talk about that because he, he yeah. really got fucked by just. I mean, Lewis got kind of fucked, but then he took it back. But Max got. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Lando, Lando got really fucked. Yeah, he was. He got screwed the entire race. But I mean, it's. It's. I mean, like that kind of shows you how emotionally draining this race was for an F one driver to kind of like start shedding tears while he's in the post race interview. I think it's also a little crazy that these guys are just interviewed. How did you he know, have any tears left? You thought he'd be. Thought it, he'd be burned just up. sweated out. Yeah, but but I mean, like, ser- like you, these guys are like, okay, you just finished one of the most difficult races, you know, of your life. Uh, now let's put you in front of a camera and you tell us where you fucked up and that, you know, it's like right. you could see Lando was just so fucking pissed and disheartened, and so as well as Ocon, it sucks. You know, I really was actually yeah. rooting for Ocon to be on that. Me podium. too. Not, I actually not... was too, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Ocon fan. Neither lately, am I. Something yeah. about the way he circled the wagons with Alpine, and he's like Mr. Alpine cheerleader now. He's like, yeah, look out for us next year. We would yeah. be better. And like, he's the he's the uh, he. I believe he leads the most laps this season outside of Red Bull and Mercedes, which was really? the craziest stat I heard. It's yeah. obviously all because of Hungary, and then you know, yeah. and then uh, I think one lap here. Well, he loved, uh, yeah, he loved one lap here. To, yeah, to so I mean, it it was just insane. I did. I was rooting for him, and not for any constructor reason or anything like that. I just like, hey, man, he had a great race, and he, you know, he he was the uh, the one that actually came out on top in that incident with Lewis and Max out of a. Uh, Turn one. Yeah. So, I well, mean, look, I know it's, I know it is a situation in which it's very likely that if anything, it's still going to be Red Bull and, and Mercedes next year that are battling each other. Maybe Ferrari's nipping at their heels if, if the development has gone the way that they, yeah. McLaren fell off going. a fucking cliff. Like, well, this year, for sure. I don't know if yeah. that, that means, you know, I, I don't know if you can, what's your thought? Hopefully about it's for development. You, yeah. Wait a second. Hopefully it's for next year's development that they kind of just me too. Gave I mean, up. that's what I'm hoping. I think that they just thought it was a like a lost cause with Ferrari, yeah. and they they, they, they like, did the numbers. Focus. Yeah, they realized that Ferrari would probably you know increase and improve. And but it seems like Ocon it. thinks that very thing about Alpine. He thinks like, and they are real streaky, <laughs> you know, like 
they just kind of sometimes they get hot and it's weird. It's like maybe they do have a chance to be in the mix. Yeah. And they, I don't I, know what the what's the what's the situation with with Alpine as far as like it's still just Renault with like a new team name. It's still Renault. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's right. it's still I miss, Renault. I miss yeah. Renault and I miss the Renault colors and I miss yeah the I'm black. A, I'm and, a Francophile, and, so you know I like that shit. Yeah, the black and yellow looked fantastic. Yeah. Their car last year looked great. I'm so. not a fan of this blue bullshit. It looks like an American car. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. I mean, it's it's like the French racing blue. They had a they had a little custom livery this week that had the uh, the green end plates on the rear wing. Oh, they so did. That, I didn't like, even notice that. Yeah, it broke it up and it looked really nice. But I mean, so Ocon, Ocon and Alonzo are both signed in for next year and no longer, right? That's the last of their deals. Uh, this is. I'm sorry. Say again. Alonzo and and Ocon are they are they do they each have one year left on their deals with Alpine? Yes, I believe it's okay. one year. Right. I believe so. I know. I know Alonzo's locked up for next season. I know Ocon is as well. I'm not sure beyond that actually. Okay. There's yeah, not I, a lot I, of driver movement this year. I know we've had like we've talked about that in the past, but it's like. Um, you know, in past seasons, it seems like at the end of the season, there's kind of this mad dash, but it's like Wan Yu Joe is like the only person that is like stepping in and yeah, the new up driver, that Oscar yeah. Piastri is like just basically having to sit on the Alpine bench. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's... fucking crazy. I've been, I watched every, I went back and watched every F2 race and I just can't believe that Oscar Piastri is not getting like Mazepin seat. <laughs> I know That's... that his dad is the reason, but I'm just yeah. saying it's just crazy. And... And we've discussed it before, you know, it's like the best drivers do not necessarily get seats in F1 and it's, it's a shame, but he will, him and Boucher will, will eventually get a seat. Yeah, but Zeke, you know, what's fucked up about it is like, if you win F2, you can't compete in F2 again. So I think, is that, that a rule? Yeah, that's I, a rule. I didn't Which know I, that. So that, so Piastri has got one race left. It's like, he wins. He's stuck as Alpine's reserve driver. He can't yeah. even drive in F2 to like keep practicing. So no, I did not know that. Yeah. So it's weird. So one, you joke could literally go back to F2 next year if it doesn't work out with uh, with Alfa Romeo. Not with that Chinese money. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, he seems like a lovely guy, honestly. Like, I've, I've been consuming more F2 content. So I've kind of like, you know, watched some more interviews with him and seen him drive and seen the way he interacts with his crew members. He seems like a lovely guy. He doesn't seem like he's as talented as Piastri, but he's not far behind yeah. him. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, he's he's not a bad pay driver. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's 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 not the worst, and I'm excited to see him in there. And it's going to be interesting to see him there with uh, with Valtteri as his teammate. Oh, that's uh, super and, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so just to see, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really curious to see how uh, Valtteri performs there as well, and I'm looking forward to it. And you know to see how George performs with with uh, with Lewis. And I mean, like I said, I think I said it like two three episodes ago. I kind of penciled in Mercedes to win it again next year mm-hmm. with George and uh, and Lewis there. And if they, you know, if they create another rocket ship like they did, you know, especially towards the end of the season this year for the, you know, the FIA or F1's fucked, you know? Yeah. I think if there's, look, if there's one difference just culturally that it seems to me, I don't think that George Russell is a Valtteri Bottas like type guy who's like, kind of like, I know that Valtteri has his own, you know, ambitions, but like he was, Lewis said, I think last week or this week, like he's the greatest teammate of all time. And I, I think that's true. He's the best <laughs> number two. George yeah. Russell's going to be that. Like, I think if he yeah. gets an opportunity to fucking be Nico Rosberg, that's what he's going to do. The claws will be out more yeah, so for next sure. year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, George knows how to qualify, you know, jokingly, yeah. they call him Mr. Saturday. Mr. Saturday. So, yeah. so you're going to, you're going to see, you're going to see that, 
they're going to be at each, at each other's throat. It'll be polite and everything will look peachy keen, you know, in the mm-hmm. media. But I have a feeling that Lewis is Lewis is a dick. You know, you can you can see it like he he he, he always wants to win. So it's not yeah. like he's just gonna, he's going to say the right things in the media and then he's going to get out behind closed doors. He's going to be like, go, go fuck yourself, kid. Yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that there's no doubt that that's what's going to go on between those two. Now, now we just talked about the people that can't, that are coming, that are switching teams, but staying within F1. Uh, disappointingly, I, I, you know, Giovinazzi's out, but he had his yeah. best finish of the season. I think he finished P9. Uh, yeah, and a good qualifying too. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was driving, you know, with a lot of, with a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know if it was anger, but he was certainly driving with a lot of concentration trying to finish strong. Yeah, I don't know what some... kind of speeds the Formula E people get up to, but yeah, neither do I. But I, I mean, he's also he's had some choice words for his team recently as well. So I mean, yeah, uh, it, engineering. It's, it, yeah, it's not it's not been a you know it's not been a good breakup so to speak. Uh, he's really uh, he's really called them out for strategy decisions, the way they set up the car, you know, whether or not they support him, all that, and you can kind of see they have like screwed him over a little bit. So. Uh, oh, for sure. He hasn't it's un- been treated yeah. with, with a lot of it's respect. Un- it's unfortunate that he's going to have like an unceremonious kind of breakup uh, because he really has gotten better every every year, you know, that he's been in F1. And then at first I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Let's see. Yeah. Like three years ago. So well, somebody offered him another gig and he turned it down because he was trying to stay in the Ferrari pipeline before oh, Leclerc. And uh, it was like before Leclerc and Sainz went there or I it may have been that. before Sainz went there, but after Leclerc. But there was some. There was an offer made in another team that was mm-hmm. a little bit better. And I don't remember who they are, are now. Oh, Listeners, sure. if you know, hit us up on social and tell us which one it is. I'm sure. Yeah, We never make mistakes. Stuff. So yeah. <laughs> we can't if you hedge as much as we do. We're always like, we yeah. don't fucking know. Anyway, we yeah. think. <laughs> anyway, I think this is what happened. Um, like I said, we don't we don't get paid for this. Yeah. So we're just having fun. Um, yeah. Looking to the last race, I don't know a lot about Abu Dhabi because I haven't been a fan as long as you have. I've you know watched highlights and races, you know, uh, abridged, abridged races. So tell mm-hmm. me what your thoughts on the track are and how they will play into uh, this last weekend of the season. Uh, it's a you know perfectly. It's a Tilka drome, you know, Tilka mm-hmm. the track design. Yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 got all the uh, the telltale signs of one of his designs. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good track, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable, but you know, it's like a typical Arab track, you know, and, uh, I, you know, Red Bull. So did... you mean if there was a lot of slave labor that died building it? Exactly. Okay. You know, it's, they're buried in the sand all around the track, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I really have, uh, little faith in, in Max to kind of, uh, take over, you know, in the, you know, with the uh, the form that Lewis is in, but who knows? Obviously, it's F one. I mean, you saw like the, what is Lewis's front wing made out of? You know, I mean that thing is like fucking titanium for it to like he crash in the back. Max didn't get a puncture, you know. So yeah, there anything can happen basically. Yeah. But I I do expect Lewis to uh, you know come out guns blazing. And here's the fucked up Mag- thing though, yeah. and I and I I'm scared that it happens because I don't know. It's just a question of what Max in his mind wants. To like, does just being a world champion as it is matter to him, or does yeah. he, like like is he just does he just want the designation? And he doesn't care how it comes. Yeah, does he want to beat thing. Lewis? The yeah, tiebreaker is Lewis? the tiebreaker yeah. is most wins, and he has yeah. that. Yeah. And so if he wants to like right now, if they finish, they both DNF, then he mm-hmm. wins, yeah. not Lewis. 
And I think that for anybody to be in that position, Max Verstappen is probably the last guy you want in that position. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy, and he might be like, "Oh wait, looks like I can't overtake him." <laughs> like, you and know. it almost yeah, it almost happened three times. You know, yeah, uh, in Jeddah. You know, so yeah. I mean. Hopefully it doesn't come down to an Ayrton uh, and uh, Prost yeah, type, right. you know, result. They did that uh, twice, didn't they? Or three times? Two years in a row. Yeah, twice. Yeah, uh, one winning one year, and then the other winning the next year. So I mean, you don't you don't want to see that. You want to see everybody win on merit in this. And and Lewis has a case for how dangerous Max was driving, you know, in Jeddah, which is you know you don't want to you don't want to have that uh, that kind of reputation which Max already does and everybody's known but Max gets a free pass because everybody loves him mm-hmm. and everyone wants to see a new champion so I yeah. mean it kind of comes down to to Max saying do I want to beat Lewis fair and square uh, or am I happy you know uh, beating the next guy when Lewis retires you know so yeah. I mean this is going to test his metal. Um, you know, to see where he's at. And I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Max is weak uh, and he doesn't have composure uh, and and constitution, but now he's, I think like not, there's no other driver has ever been in this position besides, you know, Nico Rosberg, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like to see, you know, the, this, this form of Lewis, not the uh, McLaren Lewis, which was still Mm -hmm. a great driver, but this Lewis right now is the fucking Terminator, you know? So, so it's just, it's going to be interesting to see, if 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 Max can figure it out and be mentally tough, and if he loses a spot, just give it up to to Lewis. You you lost fair and square on an overtake. Don't try to you know take him out off track, or don't try to crash into him, or don't be dangerous about it. Yeah, because drivers back off all day. It's part of the sport. You yeah, back I mean, off. You, you don't have the, you don't have the turn. Yeah, right. you don't have the turn. Yeah. So you got you just got to fucking back off. You know, which is you know that's what racing really is. You don't you don't want to you know you know, gain a position off track, you have to lose it eventually anyway. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just to see uh, if, if Max's composure, if he's ready, if he's ready for this last test and I'm not saying he's not, but I think Lewis is more prepared to, to, to win. Yeah. Well, look, I think before we wrap up, I, I wanted to bring up something that somebody that's connected to really everybody in the sport, Lewis pro Senna. Um, so Frank Williams passed away this past week and, you know, there were some touching tributes to him on the, um, uh, the, on the vehicles, race broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I had recently just watched a documentary about his whole life. That's on prime, which I would recommend if anybody was interested. And it was ba- a lot of it is like recordings that his late wife who actually died before him, poor woman, she mm-hmm. had like cancer. Um, and, and she has some like really incredible stories. I mean, this guy was a complete maniac. And funny enough, like she was like married to some of the dude and he like went and brought her to his garage. And he was like, she, she was just like, Oh, I want that guy. <laughs> and <laughs> like, see just literally did not give it up. Like just would, yeah. like, she would follow him around. She would like, like find the cafe that he went to just a mm-hmm. sweet story about like her, like she just like had it for this guy. And it didn't matter how crazy he was. And, that he eventually would get in a wreck. She just like would not leave him, you know? Yeah. That he yeah. was wayward at times. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet. But all the drivers that he worked for that are, you know, I mean, that worked for him that are still alive or, or very complimentary of him. And, um, and it seems like, you know, it's a Titan gone. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Frank Williams. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously Williams used to be, you know, a top team and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they, some of their designs change the way the sport works, you know, nowadays. And uh, it, it was sad to see it happen. Obviously, he wasn't in the best of health. 
No, he was uh, he was wheelchair bound, and um, you know he lived a long uh, time in a wheelchair. He did. For being a quadriplegic, you got to be one of the longest ones I've ever seen. Yeah, a para. I think he was para. No, he's quad. He I can thought he had his, his arms. He, yeah. No, he doesn't. He can move his shoulders, oh, okay. but he can't control his hands. His shoulders okay. are like the last thing that he has feeling on. So, well, what had feeling on? He was uh, shoulders and above. He could move. Mm-hmm. So but he was. That's, just what, so that's why you see yeah. him like when he, when he's mm-hmm. talking to people, he's moving like that. But he can't control his hands. Mm-hmm. And the way yeah. that he would basically what he would do with the with the wheelchair is he would use his shoulders. They like created this like grip thing, so where he would use his shoulders to roll the wheelchair. But he wasn't uh-huh. grabbing it with his hands. Yeah, it was that's just, how like uh, dedicated that guy was. He mechanical engineered his body exactly. to to power his his wheelchair. Full Professor Xavier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it, it's obviously it's sad to see him go. Uh, there's some controversy that he's had in the past, but you know, Claire, his daughter, had taken mm-hmm. over the team, and you know, they didn't have the the greatest results. And and Doralton Capital took it over recently, and I think they're kind of honoring him. And you know, the team got a little bit better. I didn't expect a huge leap this year, but, you know, for, for, you know, Russell and Latifi to get points this year was a huge shocker. Um, it's good to see that they're Wait, who's honoring stepping into the Russell role. Is that uh, Albon? That is Alexander. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait, who? Alexander Albon. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was like, I was like, wait, who? I was thinking there's a different driver. Who, who actually, I think he, Alexander. he, huh? he races under the tie flag, but I don't know if he's allowed to next year for some weird reason that came up. I'd have to look into it more, but they're like, I don't think well, he doesn't need it anymore. He just needed yeah. it to get that, to get back yeah. into F3 or whatever. It yeah. Was. But he, I think he preferred racing under the tie flag as opposed to the British flag. So I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but yeah, he'll be good there. And I mean, with Latifi, it should be interesting. Latifi's a great guy, you know, and so yeah. is Alex. So it should be a nice, you know, it should be a good uh, camaraderie team and, Hopefully they, you know, with these reg changes, they they can actually, you know, put out a car that's, you know, a proper midfield car. It's definitely not going to be a top car, but I think um, they would take that to the bank right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they <laughs> they you know, fin- just finishing just ahead of Mazepin is not exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's you know, it's been it's been a decent season for them compared to you know the past two years, which have just been awful and embarrassing. So. Uh, I hope to see Williams get back up there because, you know, they are a titan of the sport and it's just sad to see them uh, kind of middling, you know. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sad about it, too. And I hope that yeah. next year they can find a way into the middle of the pack as well. Um, so I wanted to uh, thank everybody for listening all over the world. Honestly, Zeke and I have been looking at the 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 map and whomever's listening in London and Dublin and um uh, South Africa and uh, Kenya, I mean, excuse me, Nigeria, not Kenya, Nigeria and South Africa. Uh, we're just so thankful that you take the time to listen to us and we really yes, appreciate it. And to, to, uh, to pay you back and show us, show our appreciation that we have for your listening. I'm going to, uh, we'll wrap this up with uh, Ted Kravitz singing Arabian Nights. But never before have I wanted to break into a chorus of Arabian Nights more than I do here in the Jeddah evening. Okay. Should I do it? Arabian Nights, <laughs> like Arabian Days, because we're in Arabia, proper Saudi Arabia.